podcast a podcast about music health wellness and activism that will help you to find balance between life as a musician and self-care through health and wellness i'm your host jazzy piggott a tuba player composer certified personal trainer writer educator and podcaster based in baltimore maryland today on this week's episode i'm joined by khadija williams to read her bio khadija williams is a motivational speaker, mentor, musician, and educator. Her name means trustworthy and most revered, or highly respected. She is swiftly becoming known as a powerful force inspiring youth and young adults with her candid yet insightful conversations across the nation. Her mission is to guide and empower the next generation of students and educators. What makes her unique is her resolve to see the positive in every situation and never ever quit. Overcoming many obstacles and dealing with depression and suicidal thoughts resulting from abuse in her childhood, Khadija has found strength and healing by helping others. She considers it her reasonable service to enlighten students on how to talk and live and what they were designed to do on earth. Through mentorship, she discovered her purpose through her love for music, the universal language. Now holding a master's in music performance, Khadija has traveled the country motivating thousands of high school and college students on how to identify what they were born to do. Khadija's motto is once you identify what your purpose is on earth, therein lies the keys to the door of everything you could ever want or need. She specializes in education consulting work with high school and college students by giving paradigm-shifting presentations to show students how to be successful in and out of the classroom. We cover a lot in this episode. We talk about how to find your purpose, recognizing your gift, Khadija's path to public speaking and some memorable experiences, Khadija's books, how thinking of graduation applies outside of school, how to move forward through the pandemic, the importance of acceptance, the value of meditation, maintaining good relationships, scheduling, and boundaries for good mental health, how smart goal setting can help with motivation, the ability to say no, and reasons to seek a mentor or counselor. So I hope you enjoy this conversation. All right, so tell me about yourself. My name is Khadija Williams. I'm a speaker, an author, an educator, um, and among the many hats that I wear, uh, the, at the foundation of everything that I do, um, I teach everybody, um, or at, at the foundation of everything that I do, no matter where I'm at, what I'm doing, I love to um, help individuals identify their purpose. You see, I have a motto and it says that uh, once a person can identify their purpose, therein lies the keys to the doors of everything we could ever want or need. And so um, it's been my passion um, for the past several years, um, teaching on this topic and kind of diving in and, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, help, helping others to identify their purpose. Um, and this, this particular passion was fueled by a few of my very traumatic experiences, but yet insightful and empowering experiences at the same time. Um, grew up in a very, um, in, in an abusive home with a drug addict, alcoholic father, um, who was very frequently abusive. And I remember at, at, you know, at a very early age, I knew what it felt like to be depressed. I knew what it felt like to experience anxiety. I knew what it felt like to, you know, contemplate your own life. Um, and then I had an encounter with a very important mentor of mine and he just spoke life into me. And um, it was like a 360 overnight. And, you know, the life that I felt in me was purpose. Like, I felt like, man, like, yo, I ain't here by accident. Like, I'm here on purpose and I, I can I can really do anything that I put my mind to. And so it's been my life goal and my life purpose to teach others how to identify their purpose because I recognize like, yo, when a person know their purpose, like it legit helps you to navigate how you move on a daily basis. It, it helps you to, you know, think differently. Um, and it most certainly helps you to be more careful as to how you live your life. Um, and so that's a little bit about myself. Um, I just have a passion for people and them recognizing why they were created 
and just uh, living the rest of their life, not just existing, but living on purpose. Huh. So I guess like I, I might get back to it a bit later, but you keep mentioning purpose and how do people find their purpose? Because I feel like that's difficult for a lot of people. It is. It's, it's a road less traveled. It's, it's something that's often talked about, but uh, oftentimes, you know, more, more times, you know, it's, it's, it's oftentimes less executed. Um, simply because we live in a world where a lot of people are comfortable existing. Nobody likes to go against the grain. Nobody really likes to, you know, challenge you. And if, if you are, or if you're speaking anything that's contrary to popular belief, oftentimes you're canceled. You know, we live in a cancel culture, you know? And so um, a person, the first thing that, uh, that a person can do to identify their purpose is to simply do this, identify what problem you can solve. And so recently I wrote a book called The Why of Life giving you the direction that you need to discovering your purpose, right? And purpose is an acronym that I came up with, and it stands for Problem Solver, Unique, Resilient, Prosperous, Opportunity, Success, Essential. And so the first step to identifying, uh, you know, what your purpose is, is to, is to identify what problem you solve, right? You see, where there's, where there's a problem, there's purpose. So, for example, um, say my computer starts acting up. Do I necessarily have the expertise to fix my computer? Could I Google it? Maybe. But there's someone who has something what I call a gift, you know, a gift or an affinity or an attraction to technology that could fix it for me, right? And so one thing that I've come to know is that every person is meant to solve someone else's problem. If you just think about all the stuff that can go wrong on a daily basis, it's someone wakes up wanting to solve whatever that problem is, right? And one thing that I've come to know is the most successful people are the, the ones who are the most innovative, the one who, who the one who's always coming up with solutions and having, uh, and just diving into their niche. And so um, if, if you're listening and you're like, man, okay, so boom, I, I know that I can solve problems, but what does that actually look like? So first thing you need to do is to identify what your gifts are. So uh, I read in one of my favorite books and it says that, you know, a person gift make room for them and bring them before great men. Right. And so that basically means that the creator gave every single human on the earth, like legit, the creator gave every single human on the earth something special. Right. Multiple things that are special about them. Um, and this is what I like to call a gift. Right. It's that thing that you do well and others around you struggle with. It's that thing that comes easy to you. It's the thing that people are most likely always asking you for. Or they say, man, you're really good at that. And one thing about one thing about when the creator gives you a gift, he'll always set you up around people who will affirm that within you. So, for example, when I was growing up, my friends would always ask me, like, I don't know what to say. You always know the right thing to say. Or um, I, I used to get in trouble, you know, for talking a lot. Right. But one thing that I came to know was it was a gift all the time. I just had to set some discipline on it. Here it is. I had to set some boundaries on it. Um, and I knew and that was that that was what going to help me to um, use it in the right way. Um, and so a lot of you guys, you really operate in your gift, but because it has no discipline, you keep getting in trouble for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's that thing that you consistently um, keep getting, you know, talked about for whatever the case may be. Um, and all you got to do is just make the decision to to buckle down on it and use it for something positive. And so, again, if you want to the first step to identifying what your purpose is, why God created you, why you on earth, what you what you here to do is to just simply identify what problem you can solve, use your gifts to solve whatever that problem is, right? And then I promise you, you'll identify the people that you're supposed to serve, you know, you, your vision will grow bigger and all that stuff. Cause guess what? It's something in the in the, in the firefighter that says, yo, I want to put out fires. I want to help people. It's something in the lobbyist that wants to be connected to other people and move laws and stuff on legislation. There's something in the teacher that says, I want to take what's inside of me and put it inside of you. You feel what I'm saying? And so a gift is not always fancy. It's not always boisterous. It's not always um, something that is, uh, is seen on the outside like a basketball player or something like that. It's that thing that, yo, when you wake up in the morning, you can't do nothing but think about this thing. Like it, it'll be the thing that you just naturally gravitate towards. It comes easy to you. Um, and this just takes uh, you just being undistracted, paying attention to yourself, um, and then not, not paying attention to what everybody else is doing. If it's cool to you, then it's cool. You know what I mean? Um, and so... Um, again, 
the first step to identifying why you created to identify what problem you can solve. Because guess what? One man's problem is another man's purpose to solve whatever that is. I'm saying it again. One man's problem is another man's. When I say man, I don't mean like male. I mean like man as in human, as in person. One man's problem is another man's purpose to solve whatever that is. And so identify what problem you can solve and use your gift to get it done. Wow, that's very powerful. Like I know some people who are struggling with this and I really hope they listen to this. I'll definitely share it once it comes out. Absolutely. So would you say like motivational speaking has been your gift? How did you figure that out and how, what has been your journey through that? Uh, like I told you, I used to always get in trouble for talking, like always. Like I, I remember when I was in elementary school, right? And uh, I get done with my work real fast. I'm a quick learner, I promise you. Um, you could talk to my mentor, uh, Velvet Brown, like she'll tell you like one thing about her, she gonna learn quick. She gonna pick up on things quick, right? But I would uh, I would get done with my work really, really quickly. Um, and then I start talking to other people, you know what I mean? And it used to happen to me all the time, yo, every class used to get on my nerves. I'd be whispering, playing and talking, whatever. And then the teacher come from across the room and she like, hey, yo, Khadija, be quiet. And I'm looking around, I'm like, yo, everybody else is talking. Why are you bothering me? Like, yo, leave me alone. Like she was getting on my, like, I used to get on my nerves, right? But you know what? The teacher said something so powerful and she didn't even know that she was speaking to my gift, yo. She said, but your voice carries though. And then my young man, I'm like, yo, you just picking on me. Like you just coming up with stuff. Like, what are you talking about? But what she was saying was, hey, Khadija, every time you open up your mouth, people have to, people won't want to stop to listen. Like, yo, Khadija, you can either use your gift to effectively communicate to draw people's focus inward, or you can distract people. Like, yo, it's really going to be your choice. But either way it go, Khadija, every time you open up your mouth, people going to want to listen. So be careful how you use this. Like, legit, if you decide that you want to use your gift for bad, there'll be so many people that'll be led astray. So many people that'll get distracted off of what they're doing. Or if you use it for good, if you speak positivity, you know, if, if, if you use it to speak life into people, to help them to change their mind, you're going to make an impact past your imagination. Now, of course, I didn't think of all that at that young age, right? But looking back on it, <laughs> looking back on it, I see what she mean. Like, I, I, I see what she meant. Like, yo, your voice carries. So even when everybody else in the room is talking, I can simply whisper in my, the frequency, here it is, the frequency of my voice will rise above, every, above everybody else's. Why? Because I'm gifted to effectively communicate. That's what I do. That's what I was born to do. And I'm a great teacher. Um, and, I, and I say that very humbly, like I'm, 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 I'm gifted to teach. I'm, I'm very well able to take what's inside of me and put it in somebody else um, and, and package it in a way that they could effectively understand. Um, and so how I got to speaking, I've, I've kind of always done it, but not in a professional entrepreneurial way. Um, so I remember when, um, so I'm a first generation college student, right? Um, a, a college grad, because I'm not a student at the moment. I'm a first in a first generation college graduate. Um, and what I would do is every time I come home from college on breaks and stuff, I'll just hit up all my band director friends um, and just people and just be like, yo, I want to come inspire your kids. Let them know what's possible out here. You know what I mean? Because I grew up on the east side of Charlotte, North Carolina. I got homeboys and homegirls who, who I went to school with, kicked through on a daily basis and they dead now or they in jail, right? But I recognize that me going to college, using my gift of music, um, and it just, it, it saved my life. Like it, it literally saved my life. And so I just kind of wanted to, um, I kind of wanted to share that with other people, telling people my story, um, telling people the things that I've overcome and, and give, just give them the wisdom that I learned along the way. And so I did that for years. I did that for years. Um, and it wasn't until I was at Penn State where I began to take it a little bit seriously, ran into a mentor, uh, a, a guy who's now my mentor, but he was kind of killing it in the, in the uh, speaker space, especially in schools, um, hit him up. He mentored me. Um, and it's really just been, you know, it is, it really has taken off ever since. And so it went from me to speaking locally in my hometown and visiting different schools and stuff like that. So now I've spoken in probably like in the last year, I probably spoken to about give or take, about, mm, I say about 20,000 students and in about mm, 10 different states. Now, somebody else, 
you know, that may not be a whole lot, but to me, for it to be like my my beginning, you know, I was like, man, like, yo, yeah, I, I you know, I can do this, you know, <laughs> I can do it. And plus, yo, if you're listening to this and you think like, you know, I, I think I can speak, listen, uh, public speaking is the number one fear in the world. And simultaneously, it is the number one part-time paid industry. Think about that. It is like people fear public speaking more than they fear death. It's crazy, right? Um, and it's also simultaneously the number one part-time paid industry. And the educational space is a multi-billion dollar industry. Now, does that mean I use my gift to capitalize? Um, no, no, not at all. But you do have to make an, an income as well as an impact. Um, and so um, I prioritize impact because I recognize again my gift gonna make room for me. Money comes easily, frequently, and abundantly. I don't have to I don't have to trick nobody or um, rob anybody to have a good living. I just wake up in the morning, I pray, and I ask God, Lord, where you want me to use my gift today? He sent me. He put it on my mind. I put it on my heart. Tell me where to go. And it's really just been up from there. You know what I mean? And so um yeah, th- this speaking space it's more than just speaking. It's ministry to me. Um, and I, you know, I'm also a consultant, so I'm not just a speaker. I also solve problems. (laughs) I solve problems in the educational space. Um, and so, you know, there's a lot of students out here cutting, they think about depression and they think about suicide, they depress, there's teachers that's thinking about, you know, walking out on a calling, walking out on what God called them to do and created them to do. And so, um, it's been my duty. It's been my purpose to help restore that, um, because, you know, coming out of this pandemic, yo, the teachers is quitting in droves. Like they are walking out of the profession. Right. And so it's going to come a time where they're just to fill the positions. They're going to put anybody in the space. And that's where I'm going to come in, because you're not just going to stick any type of quality into the classroom. Not on my watch. If I got anything to do with it, we're going to get the best of these kids, um, because at the end of the day, like that's who's going to be taking care of us. And so I'm be honest, I take it kind of personal. <laughs> so um yeah I know that was a long answer but yeah that's how I got into the speaking space what have been some of your most memorable experiences like any one-on-one interactions or you feel like you really touched somebody or anything like that yes um I remember I was at a school a very um a very uh famous school in New Orleans when I say famous I mean like a lot of people know about it um and I, I and I went to go just speak. I hit up the band director. I said, yo, listen, I just um, you know, if you have some time, I would love to just speak to your kids, tell them my story, tell them my journey, and just give them a few encouraging words. So boom, I go in there and I speak to them. I perform for them, you know what I mean? Um, and you know, I marched in in the boom, Jack State University, uh Sonic Boom of the South marching band. And so they automatically impressed. I automatically have their attention by telling them I marched in the boom because that's a school that not only do they model after but a lot of a lot of them uh go to so that's like one of jackson state's feeder programs if you will um and a kid came up to me afterwards he was like you know what before you came like i was thinking about going home committing suicide like i was legit thinking about taking my life i just feel like i ain't got no reason to live but you know when you start talking about that purpose I started rethinking like, man, I ain't here by accident. And when you start telling me that God loves me and that God has a purpose for my life, like it made me rethink all the negative things that my family told me. Like it made me rethink all the negative things that my peers say to me. Like, I really feel like I can, I can do something. Like, you know what I mean? And when I say I almost cried some thug tears, I was like, man, like, <laughs> like I was like, man, thank you, God. Thank you. Because I recognize, like, yo, if I wasn't there at that moment, you know, if I wasn't there at that moment to just speak, be authentic, be real, um, I'm not really sure if this student would have still been alive to this day. He and I keep communication. He's in college now doing his thing from what I know. And uh it's just a blessing. So that was like one of my very, very first experiences. Um, really just like 
getting confirmation that like, yo, DJ, this is what you're supposed to be doing. Like, you can't put no money on that. Like, you, you can't put money on that. You can't put money on that. And most recently, most recently, um, most recently at the school where I teach, um, I overheard a student talking about how prior to her getting in the band, she was thinking about taking her life. She had been attempting it and she's like on medication for depression and, um, and how, you know, she's going through a lot at home. Like I just overheard it. Like I wasn't even trying to intentionally engage in conversation. I was just, you know, just sitting there listening. And, um, and then I began to hear, hear her say, you know, you know, if it wasn't for, you know, Miss, Miss Williams, um, and me joining the band, like, I don't know what I would have, what I would have been doing. Like, I don't know, like, I, I probably would still be sad trying to take my life. And I was like, man, it was like, it was still one of the moments where I'm like, man, y'all about to make me get emotional. You know? <laughs> for real, no, for real. Like, I'm cracking jokes, but that lets me know, like, here it is. One person's obedience is connected to somebody else's prosperity. Like, think about that. Like, because I was right there in the right place at the right time, doing what I'm supposed to be doing, right? It let me know, you know, that I was strategically and divinely placing that moment for her because me, me just being there, being passionate about music and just being goofy, you know what I mean? Or just like saying something inspirational, like it made her rethink. Like she went home and said, I want to go to band the next day and, and be with Miss Craig or be Miss Williams. I just got married, so I get confused. <laughs> she went home that day and said, I want to come back and go to band and, and, and encounter that teacher, right? And said, I ain't going to take my life because I want to make it back to school the next day. You feel me? Like that's the type of impact you want to make on somebody like, man, I can't wait to go back and uh encounter jazzy because i know she gonna be you know she gonna come with the positivity she gonna always push me to be my best she gonna always set that standard of excellence like that's the type of um impact i want to leave on people like you know i know when khadija in the room it's, it's gonna be a certain type of energy it's gonna be a, a certain standard that i have to abide by you know what i mean and i'm um, just really looking forward to just living you know like just looking forward to being alive and um every day ain't perfect you feel me? It, every day not perfect, but um, that that's that's been my my most memorable moments. Just like, man, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Like every day not easy. I don't feel like doing this every day. Um, I'm, I don't feel like being here every day. But it's moments like that that has uh, fueled my uh, fueled me getting up in the morning, if you will. And um, that's that's what keeps me going. Yeah, those have been my memorable moments. Wow, those are very powerful. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you were where you were and doing what you're doing. Yeah, glory to God. For real. So I also know you have a few books out. So how did you get from speaking to writing? And then how, what are your books about? Okay. Well, <laughs> I remember I was a, I remember when I was at Penn State, right? And I was a, you know about grad life when you got to practice about 60 hours a day. You know what I mean? Uh, and so it was just one of my times I was in there practicing and I knew I was going to write a book, but I didn't know exactly what it was going to be about. And, you know, English kind of always came easy to me. Like if I had an essay in class, oh, I knew I was getting a. like that was my thing. So I wouldn't necessarily say that writing is my gift, but I do know that effective communication is. And so when I combine those two things, I'm, I, writing is the skill that can be developed. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's something that you can learn how to do well. Right. But then there's effective communication, which I am gifted at. Right. So I have the effective communication as well as with a decent writing skill. And so all I did was combine the two and I, I wanted to put my message in a book. So where even when I'm not physically there or a person can't necessarily get in contact with me, they always have my voice. You ever um, bought a product from someone or just been practicing, right? And you'll hear your instructor's voice in your mind telling you to do certain things, just like kind of, it's, it's your internal self-correction, but it's the mentor's voice that's attached to the correction, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, that ever happened to you? Yeah. 
Cool. So it's kind of like that. So when I mentor people and I teach courses and I do all that stuff, I want to I want you to keep my voice. It's almost like a, a place of accountability or a reminder. I want you to keep that so that, you know, even when I'm not around, like the information that I'm giving you still has an effect on you, you know. And so, again, sorry, long answer. But um, I remember I was in my practice room. Right. And I was like, man, what's something that students need right now? Like, what is something I always say? And then all of a sudden these words came to me. Bro, I just want to graduate. Like, <laughs> how many of your peers have said that before? Like, or some rendition of that, like, yo, I just want to graduate. Like, what's up? You know? So I remember throughout my tenure in school, I used to always say that, like, the teacher be doing all, do being extra. And I'm just like, bro, I just want to graduate. So all that you're talking about, that ain't, that ain't about to help me. I just want to graduate. What I need to do. And so I, I wrote a book about it. Bro, I just want to graduate. Soon as you, soon as the students see that, they're gonna be like, "Oh snap!" I say that all the time. Tell me more. <laughs> Tell me more. And so the subtitle is Seven Purpose Keys and Crossing Stages of Confidence." And what I do is, um, in this book, I give students seven principles that I have lived through, cried through, bled through, and applied um, to just get me where I want to be. And so. I have many acronyms for purpose, but this one in particular means performance, underdog, relentless, programming, overcomer, studious, excel. And I use those seven things to help a student to one, to get prepared to cross the stage. Because I think like in this in this generation, a lot of people just so focused on uh just just getting there. I just want to get there. I just want to get there. Um and they never really analyze the process in which it takes to get there. It's like you rushing to get to a destination that you don't even have the capacity to manage. Think about that. Like we in school, we focus so much on crossing the stage that all of our energy just was just um, donated to that moment that when it actually got time to live real life, we was like, oh, snap, what do I do? What do I do? And so I use this literature to um to really help a student to like think of graduation a different way because we go through multiple graduations in life like we go through multiple graduate like crossing the stage is like another form of saying going to that next level so you know me losing weight that's a graduation from being healthy to from being unhealthy to healthy like that's that that's you crossing the stage of your health journey like we're gonna we're gonna relive this over and over and and so what I did is I took this literature to help every student to understand like, yo, you're going to always be in a place where you have to learn something. You have to go to another level where you got to elevate. And so don't let school just pass you by and you don't take the proper steps to one, understanding self more, you know, getting into a place where, you know, you're the most healthiest version of yourself so that you don't squander or, um, or waste great opportunities. And so that's what that book is about. And my most recent literature is um, it's called The Why of Life. And it's giving you the direction that you need to discovering your purpose. And so what I do is in this book, I kind of, this is more for the general audience. Um, and what I do is a, a lot of people in this, in this uh, after this pandemic, they done lost their way. Like they done lost their way. It ain't that people not purposed. It's not that they're less smart now it's just they lost their way like they don't know how to get back to where they was or where they supposed to be um and so I wrote this book to help people to um just get back on track like yeah the pandemic happened yeah you lost some people and I'm not making light of that in any way um but it's time to get back up because you above ground you feel me like you above ground you here for a reason and I'm about to show you how to figure out what the, whatever that is. And so this is more of the like general, this is how you discover what your purpose is. And I really break down, now it's, it's really kind of a faith-based book as well. It, it can go either way because I prove biblically um, what, what the meaning of purpose is and how to protect your purpose and how to um, just really experience experience the fullness of what that is it's one thing for me to sit in my chair and be like yeah I'm, I'm i'm creating a purpose you know you know i ain't here by accident but it's another thing to like be in your mind and be like 
experiencing what living feels like, you know, and um, not just going with emotions and just existing and just really helping people to see their life in a totally different light um, from a divine and spiritual perspective. And so um, that particular book was most certainly inspired by God. Um, that's not something that I had on my radar to create. I was just like, I'm just going to keep creating courses, keep creating curriculum and, you know, doing my thing in the educational space, whatever, like, but, um, whenever God lays something on my heart, um, and it don't like, let me go, you know what I mean? Like, it's almost like a burden. Like you really have a burden to do something, not like a burden in like a bad way, but it's just like something that just won't leave your mind. I knew it was time to go ahead and write it. Um, because I knew it was something that the people need for this moment. Like, um, a lot of people need hope. They need inspiration. They need to figure out who they are again. And so that particular book uh, covers that, um, just what it looks like from a spiritual and practical. It's not just like up in the heavens and kind of like sparkles and unicorns. Like it's extremely practical and like tangible things that you can do today to um, to really get back on track. So that's the why of life. And as you can see behind me, for those who's listening, I have um, you know a wall of the different products that I've created. I have Purpose Apparel. Um, and I have calendars for, um, not calendars, planners, excuse me, for K through 12. And um, it's going to be a curriculum coming soon and just all different kinds of things. And so um, that's that. that those, those have been the books that I didn't know I was going to write, but I'm sure it won't be the last. So one thing you mentioned about um, your last book was talking about how a lot of people right now are kind of lost because of this pandemic situation. So like, what would you say is the first step for people to get out of that, that pit that they might find themselves in right now? Cause like, even though things kind of seem like they're fine, they're really not fine. Yeah. Acceptance. Um, accepting the fact that things are never going to go back to normal, that we are, we are in a totally new type of normal. Um, and accepting that one, we can't rely on the things that we thought we were, we could rely on. We can't rely on that job that has so much security for us. We can't rely on um, certain people to, I mean, you can rely on people, but it's a totally different system of reliance. Does that make sense? Um, you, you're going to really just have to get into a, get into a place. And I believe acceptance is a gift. That's something my pastor says all the time. He says, acceptance is a gift like you have to like excuse me it's something that you just it's gonna bring you so much peace like just right now though for those who listen I want you to just think about all the stuff that you just keep wrestling with in your mind right like you keep going back and forth with it you really don't have the capacity to change it fully but you just it, it won't let you rest at night the different things that's going on in the world that you have no control over the different things that's going on with your family that you have no control over. Um, and I just want you for a second to just breathe in, breathe out and accept it. Like accept it for what it is and adapt, like legit. Um, because if you don't accept it, you're gonna spend the rest of your life in an, in an anxious mess. Because one thing about anxiety is, um, and I, I, I'm, I'm the, I ain't no doctor, so I don't, uh, I don't have the prognosis. <laughs> I don't have the remedy, but one thing that I have seen on people is that one thing about humans, yo, we hate losing control. Like, and that's exactly what anxiety is. It is the fear of losing control. And so once you come to a place of acceptance, now you can properly position yourself to really get back to living real talk because one thing about the past two years, we've been placed in situations where one, we don't have control, but most importantly, we've had to censor and control our response to things. It's either you bow or you get canceled. You know what I mean? And so um, you just have to just take a stance, take a stance on what side of the fence you on, you know, be firm in that and, um, and purchase the why of life because... <laughs> Shameless plug, but uh, that's what you have to do. You're gonna have to just be firm in that position, be confident in that, and just rely on your creator to just show you the way. Because, um, again, 
we've come to a place in life where we can't rely on the things that we used to rely on for our confidence, for our happiness, for any of those things we had to start looking within or looking up. And so um, if you're listening to this and you really like, you want something like, I'm so sick of going through this, accept it, baby. Just accept it. I promise you're going to feel so much better. I promise you're going to feel so much better because when you recognize that there's a source outside of yourself that's controlling everything and really has your best, here it is, has your best interest in mind, You'll just be sitting back, chilling, twinkling your toes, relaxing. Like, I promise you it's going to be okay, but just get back to living in the meantime. Get back to living in the meantime. Like, don't you sit up here and exist and wait for the world to get back to normal? Because it's not. I promise you it's not. Then we're in a whole new normal. So if you're stuck on that old stuff, you you just, you know, your situation is going to be what it is. (laughs) So uh, that's what I say. You know, accept it. Accept whatever's going on around you and move on. Yes, we lost some family members. Yes, we, you know, we and, and I'm not um unsensitive about that. I lost some family members. I know what it's like, but I promise you, let the dead bury the dead. You still above the ground. Let's live. Let's live. And so acceptance and just start living. That's what I got. Yeah. Um, yeah. Purchase her book <laughs> when it comes out. Right. It hasn't come out yet. Oh, yeah. It's, it's on pre-order now. But um, in the next coming week, you can, you can find it on Amazon right now. I've just been trying to gain awareness and, okay. um, and just market well. But you can find it on Amazon, The Why of Life um, with I mean, by Khadija Williams. That's C-H-A-D-I-J-H Williams. All right. So moving on to you. Uh, how do you maintain your mental health uh, in general, like doing what you do? Because you do a lot. <laughs> um, man, I don't mean to sound over religious, but man, I uh, I, I just have a very steady rhythm of prayer, a steady rhythm of meditation. I have a steady rhythm of uh, people around me that I like to keep around me <laughs> who are on the same frequency as me, who who do the same things as me. Uh, and I'm just, um, I'm a stickler for organization. So I'm a, you guys can't see this if you're listening, but I'm showing Jazzy my calendar and, uh, I just keep myself organized. I don't know if you can see this. Wait, wait, wait. But you see all them, all them things on my calendar. <laughs> Very detailed. <laughs> Listen, everything has a time. Everything has a place on my schedule. Everything like I even remind myself to to sit still. I remind myself when to scroll on social media. You know what I mean? Like take a brain break. Like everything has a place. Um, and no has become my favorite word. <laughs> um, and one thing that I've uh, that that you can find in the book if you just really choose to purchase it. One thing I talk about is uh the best way to create prosperity in your life is to create benchmarks and boundaries like i i have daily goals i have weekly goals i have monthly goals and i have quarterly goals right and those are called benchmarks that mean that everything that i do is going to get me to that get me to that place you know what i mean like i have something that i'm gauging my decision upon my decisions upon and so i have i have um lots of goals that I set micro things, attainable things, not I'm about to go lose 50 pounds in the next month. That's unattainable. That's not consistent. And that's not something that the average person can do. I'm not average, but I'm just saying you got to, you got to set things that are attainable, right? Set attainable small goals, right? And then boundaries. So benchmarks, benchmarks will keep you on progress, keep you on, uh, keep you on task, while boundaries protect the thing that you're building. You see what I'm saying? So there are certain conversations I don't have, Jazzy. Like there's certain conversations I don't entertain. When people start talking about that vaccine and all that other stuff, I'd be like, all right, cool, good. Like, I'm not thinking about that. That's not something that's contributing to my larger goals. You know what I mean? Um, and it, you know, if that's important to you, then cool, go fight crime. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But as for me, that ain't something that generate peace in my life. And so um, there's certain conversations that I don't have. There's certain people that I don't hang around. There's certain things I don't do, um, you know, 
and that's what keeps me sane. That's what keeps me anchored. And thank God for my husband because uh, he really helped me to, you know, stay on track because he know I get myself into a lot of stuff. And they'd be looking at him like, I'm overwhelmed. You know what I mean? And so he'd be like, hey. <laughs> he know, he know. And so he'd be like, hey, babe, you know what I mean? You sure you can handle that? You have the bandwidth for that? How much is that going to profit you? Is that a distraction or is it going to help you get, get to where you want to be? And so just keeping people around you that hold you accountable that remind you to take care of yourself and say no to things that you know is completely out of alignment with what you're supposed to be doing. And if you know it's taking more than what is giving, that's a no for me. That's a no for me. So there's certain activities that I don't get into. There's certain things that people want me to be a part of, but I know that I won't be able to give full, because I'm, I'm a zero or hundred type person. So if I'm giving 100 to all these different things, like there's nothing left for the other roles that I feel in my life. You know what I mean? I'm a wife. I'm a youth minister. I'm, I'm all these different things. And if I know that it's going to take me away from that, those are my first responsibilities before I do anything else. And so um, if anything is going to uh, rob me of, of my essential roles, then it's a no. Like it's a no. Um, and so yeah, uh, just to kind of keep it plain, set benchmarks, set boundaries, and keep people around you that hold you accountable. And let no be your favorite word. That's how I, that's how I maintain good health. Now, it's everyday 100%, no. But if I'm at 60%, those around me are about to get 100% of that 60. Um, and so it's not easy. I promise you it's not easy. It's not easy. It's not easy. It's not easy. But having systems set in place, Systems is an acronym that stands for saving yourself time, energy, and money. Having systems in place, having accountability in place will always keep you where you need to be. Um, when you find yourself drifting a little bit and kind of getting caught up in all the different roles and responsibilities you have to feel, man, accountability, benchmarks, boundaries, and let no be your favorite word. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely, yeah, very very sound <laughs> advice. <laughs> I've been like, I struggle with boundaries, especially recently, but I, I've been getting better at it. There's an episode on boundaries if you're listening, episode yeah. three. So check that out. You better start telling these folks no. Tell them <laughs> no. no, not today. Not today. So how does music still fit into your life? Because I know you were, you did do your master's in performance at Penn State, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, I am a band director, um, even though that, that hasn't been that long, but that's still like my favorite thing to teach. Um, I'm going to get back in, into performing very soon. I've just been trying to get my bearings about myself and not, again, add too much on myself. And so the goals change. But one thing I've come to know is I'm still very much gifted at music. Um, that's something that I don't have to work hard for excuse me, I don't, I don't have to work hard for that. Music, music comes easily to me. Um, now, excellence in music takes, takes a whole nother level of work. And you're a beast, so you know what I mean. Uh, so um, it definitely is still there. I have a longing desire to just really get back at it. Um, I just want to make sure that it's not going to be a distraction, once again, for my larger goals. But it's definitely my areas of expertise. Um, very much skilled at it and uh just i'm, I'm gonna be picking it back up um very very soon like getting on mainstream euphonia performance dropping covers and doing all kind of things because i miss it so much because it's one of those things where it's like you use your oxygen and your abilities to create you know what i mean like that's just it's another level of creativity that i just miss so much and so trust me i'm gonna get back at it I promise you, I'm going to get back at it. But for now, I've just been doing a whole lot more teaching than performing. Um, but that's going to change in the near future. All right. And then I guess my final question is, I guess it's taking like a totally different um, turn from what we were just talking about. But what advice do you have for anybody who's like looking to do an entrepreneurial career where like maybe they want to write a book or start becoming a motivational speaker or like they just have this big idea and they want to make it happen but they don't know how first thing i'll tell you to do is to 
get a counselor. I read one of my favorite books and it says that um, all purposes is established by counsel. So run it by someone. Not, t- not saying you need to necessarily make all your, your decisions based off of what someone else says, but people can be our mirrors sometimes. People can tell us or can give us feedback about what we could potentially be good at or what we can't be good at. Uh, people can often, especially with someone you revere and you honor, you have respect for, you know what I mean? People like that. You need a counselor. Um, and I read in one of my favorite books says also in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. I mean, around many people that cares about you, have your best interests at heart. Um, that can also sometimes be a stumbling block. But if you're talking to the right people, they will always lead you in the right direction um, on what you could potentially be uh, be good at or capable of doing. Um and uh, pay attention to yourself. Pay attention to what you're capable. Like, if you're not a good self manager, like, and you need someone to tell you what to do, or you need someone to tell you where you need to be, and you don't know how to manage yourself well, and kind of be your own self starter, entrepreneurship is not for you, and that's okay. Like, that don't mean like it's the end all be all. It just means that that's not your lane, and that's okay. Um, but however, I do encourage you to figure out what problem you can solve best. Like, and I know I don't want to sound redundant, but when you figure out what problem you can solve, then you figure out the people that you're supposed to serve. And then you'll be able to create the correct products and services to service those people. So am I going to go create um, a podcast for students? Probably not. Students aren't listening to podcasts. They are, however, watching YouTube videos. You see what I'm saying? So you just got to figure out what problem you're supposed to solve, what giftings you have that will help you to do that. And then, you know what I'm saying? Um, create services and products around that. So identify your niche, identify who you are supposed to serve. Listen, let the greatest among you be the one who serve, right? So it's not just about the bread. Like, yo, you are, you are a walking ATM machine. You are a gifted person created by God. You will get money. That's not an issue that like money is not hard. Now we do need money to live, but that's not a hard thing. Once you first figure out who you are supposed to serve and what, what gifts you're going to use inside of you to do that. Um, and so if you listen to this and you're looking and you thinking about writing a book, you think about, you know what I'm saying? Starting some type of online service, starting some type of all businesses are going to start with what? Who am I supposed to serve? I promise you, they're going to figure out what what solution are you going to bring to the table for somebody else? Once you identify that, then you'll be able to properly figure out, okay, cool, I'm going to start a nonprofit. I'm going to start an LLC. I'm, a, I'm, I'm going to go teach. I'm going to go do whatever. Like You're going to be able to figure out whatever that is. Um, and so uh, that's, that's, that's where you can start because if you got all these products and you got all these services, but don't know who you're selling to or don't know who you're serving to, you're just going to be, you know, a goat in an open field with no water. Because <laughs> you're going to be a goat. You're going to be the greatest of all time, but you ain't, you ain't going to know what direction to go. And so that's why you should buy the why of life, because I'm going to give you the direction that you need to discover your purpose. <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> Shameless plug. Yes, man. So that, that's what I got. All right. Is there anything else you want to add to the audience? Any like finishing thoughts or? Sure. Um, If you're listening to this, um, one, you are one of the most blessed things walking the earth right now because we've lost so many people the last two years. Like we've lost many people. Like we've lost many opportunities. We've lost a lot of things. But I can promise you this. If you're above ground, you're in a good place. I'm telling you, like, if you're above ground, you're in a good place. And I just want you to know um, that you are not listening to my voice by accident. You are not here by accident. And that uh, everything you need is inside of you. You just got to decide to start living. Like real talk, start living again. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to your children. You owe it to those around you. You owe it to, you know, whatever. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to yourself to just start living again. And so um, I just want to encourage somebody to just pick that dream back up, pick that niche back up, pick that idea back up and uh, pick it up and walk. We're talking and don't wait to have all the pieces together. 
Don't wait to have all the pieces together. Just do it and figure out the rest later. I, I told y'all, I was speaking and doing everything I'm doing now way before I was doing it on this scale. I have the pieces together. I have the perfect speech. Khadija ain't had no books. Khadija ain't had no website. I have none of that. All I had was a gift and a vision and I executed. And so um, if you listen to this, I just want to encourage you to pick that dream back up, pick that um, pick, pick that idea back up and just run. And if you don't do nothing else, I want you to live in and on purpose. And so thank you so much, Jazzy, for um, having me. I hope that I said something to not only encourage your audience, but to encourage you. And so um, I'm, I'm very excited to have the opportunity to speak into people's hearing um, simply because my life has been a result of what words can do. They can tear down, make you feel low, make you want to end it, or they can make you feel like you're the greatest thing in the world because you are. Um, and so that's what I got. Yeah. Thank you so much for, for coming on. Like, I really, I really hope a lot of people are moved by this because I'm certainly moved by this conversation. Glory to God. I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I hope, I'm glad I said something that'll lift you up. That, that's what I do. That's what I do. Now, where can people find you if they want to connect with you on social media or your website or your books? Absolutely. So you can find me on Instagram at I am the purpose guru. That is I am the purpose, P-U-R-P-O-S-E guru. Um, you can find me on Facebook at DJ Speaks. Um, you can also find me on YouTube at DJ Speaks. You can find me on LinkedIn as Khadija Williams. Or if you just put in DJ Speaks, it'll pop up. Um, you can find all of my books on, on Amazon, all of my products on Amazon, KDP. Um, just put in either bro, I just want to graduate or the why of life, or just simply put in my name and my products will pop up. And so um, that's how you can keep up with me. Oh, you can go to my website too, <laughs> djspeaks.com. I'm sure you would have figured that out by the end of all this, but you know, <laughs> djspeaks.com. And if you are or know anyone that's uh, looking to have any consultants or youth motivational speakers um, at your program or school, please do not hesitate to fill out a submission form or just contact me via email at info at djspeaks.com. And I uh, look forward to hearing from you. All right. Thank you again for coming on. My pleasure. I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. Please be sure to find Khadija on social media and purchase her books to learn more about what she has to say about life. And if this podcast did speak to you, please tell a friend or a family member or anybody, maybe somebody on the street, uh, that you are listening to this podcast because any sort of sharing definitely helps us reach a larger audience. Also, be sure to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts to also help more people find the show. So I hope you all have a great week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Harmony and Healing. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Harmony and Healing Podcast. And you can find me personally at the Jazzy Tubist on both Facebook and Instagram. And at my website, jasminepiggit.com. I'll see you next Thursday.